And we're live. <laughs> yes, we are. Good evening. Welcome to Psych Cop Shop. I'm Ace, and of course, with me tonight is my techie with the mostest. Joe, how are you, darlings? Oh, doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. How are you this evening? Oh, rocking along. Um, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, so yes, we did announce we would have Rochelle Gammon. Um, we're not sure why she's not here yet. Hopefully she will be showing up. Um, so, but for right now, we're just going to kind of go into regular show. And if she joins, that's amazing and awesome. And we'll have a great conversation with her. And if not, oh, well, we'll try to book her for another day. Hello, Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Uh, we'll let things grow. I've yeah. got things under control. Computer oh, no. wise, there's a lot of things that I have. To, I do in the back office side. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So, how have you? You know, what's been making your news feed? Oh my goodness. Um. Well, it seems like a little bit of like everything. Um. One second. You know, I'm shifting gears, too. Um, <laughs> you'd think I would already brought that up. Mm -hmm. um, but, no, there's been a little bit of everything, and I've been dropping some stuff out um, just because, you know, it has been kind of wild and crazy. Right. Um, I, I mean, it just has been. Right. Um, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know. There's there's been a few things. So in tech news, L'Oreal has brought virtual makeup to work from home meetings. Mm -hmm. um, I shared that one. I thought you would love it. Uh, oh, I you... do love the idea. Can you, can you imagine me mm -hmm. quickly? <laughs> We're picking us up in stereo. Awesome. Um, but no. So yeah. So what's your thoughts on that? I think it would be great as long as they do all shades. Because, you know, with the battle me and you have had, and yes, there's an Etsy order that is getting ready to get a review done later. Ipsy uh, order, not Etsy. Ipsy. Yeah, you said Etsy. Ipsy. Yes. Yes. I've not ordered from Etsy in a while because of their, you know, anti-everything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Etsy has Etsy's an interesting marketplace. I will say that it, yeah. it's a very, very interesting marketplace. But I, I think the virtual makeup thing—I don't know personally. I think maybe it's going too far. I don't right. know. Like it was originally intended as this tool to let you kind of see what a makeup would look like from a major company mm -hmm. before you bought it. Um, which, okay, that I get, and that's really awesome. Right. I don't know, like, I'm afraid it'll get abused sort of like some of the filters. Where, like, I'm sorry, but do you have friends, I have friends, I will not name, that they use this, they, uh -huh. they use all their filters, and I'm like, we are the same age and there is no way in hell you look like that because you didn't look like that before we graduated mm -hmm. and the amount of money necessary to look like that now 
yeah. I don't think you've ever seen. Um, so let's just kind of like scale the filters back just a mm -hmm. time. Well, and here's the thing, and it's always the thing about makeup. Makeup's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be comfortable. It's supposed to enhance. Um, but what I fear is it's going to be is like the green screens that we see now on Zoom and everything else that are crappy, you know, floating in and out of green screen and, you know, you lose your hair or your eyes or this, that or another. Mm -hmm. Turn my other light on, please. Oh, Alexa, turn on command center one. Okay. Eventually today, sometime. It's not right. responsive. I'm not quite sure how to help you with that. You never oh, got a lover. You got a lover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love her. I love her to Texas and back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Yeah. Light switches still work. It's okay. I know. Um, but no, what? Well, I can definitely see that. Is I think it would be weird if the camera picks it up wrong and it's like putting your eyeshadow down here, and you know, mm -hmm. it's like I don't know what kind of Picasso face you got going on, but we're just gonna slap some color all over the place. Either that or a little uh, kimchi look, and it's like, no, no, do not make me look like kimchi on the pit stop. Okay. See, I have no clue who that is. I know, right? Like, I'm horrible. Well, no, you just need to learn to watch RuPaul's Drag Race, but we'll work on that. Okay. Yeah. But no, I just, one, I think there's some technical glitching that can, of course, occur. Especially right. if you have a busy background, because a lot of this is based on kind of, well, it is AI. Mm -hmm. um, being able to, to detect a face... And then properly assign all the colors to the right places. Right. But it could just as easily see a lampshade as, you know, an eye, uh, you know, uh -huh. a um, uh, uh, eyelid. Yep. All right. That's the word I'm going for. Hi, Gwen. Oh, Ashley, it would so be quality TV. I'm just, I, I, at the same time, though. <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking, like, it's going to work really well for someone for a while, and they're going to be like, wow, you you know, you're looking great. And then something's going to go wrong, mm -hmm. and it's just going to be a train wreck of realizations. Well, and then like, you're going to have to step out from the camera, and that's going to be the other, oh, goodness, can I do my makeup as good as this program is doing it for me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to be the other scary part of that. Uh-huh. Like, you know, or the day that it just decides not to work. Like, you've got this meeting at five. You're, like, all set up and ready to go. And I, nothing. Uh-huh. And you're just sitting there like, no, no, fix, fix, fix. <laughs> Help. Yeah. Mm -mm. Yeah, I think to some degree it could be great. I think to some degree it could also be a travesty. Very like, good. as in, there's a lot of ways this could go wrong. Plus just the fact that a lot of people, like, overuse. Right. You know what I mean? Like, again, back to the filters. It's like, I know you didn't look like that when we graduated. You could not possibly look like that now without, like, 
way too much surgery. Because I'm talking about the whoa overuse of filters. Like, well, see, that's just it. Or, in, or the overuse of surgery. I don't think there's an overuse of surgery, except for that lip thing that's been going on for about five years. And it's like, dear God, will someone tell people to lay the hell off the fillers? Okay, but what about uh, the human Ken doll? I think he's cute. I think someone needed to have had an intervention. Is what I, I like, stopped. Like, okay. he's done a lot of work. Like, this isn't just, like, you know, finding your best you. Mm -hmm. You know, a little tighten up, a little spruce up, you know, fix parts of yourself you may not love. Uh-huh. This is a a continuous evolution that that seems more like a cry for help. Like you're just addicted to the surgery and the reactions. Well, again, he a has the money. B he looks cute as long as they don't mess with his lips. Again, <laughs> that filler is just too much. But I think he's fine. I think he looks cute. I think if that is his best self, honey, plastic him up. Send him to get his skin bleached. You know, whatever. I, I was watching this. He was getting bicep implants and pectoral implants. Mm -hmm. On the pectoral implants, that might be nice. Bicep implants, please. Not my style. I know. I like, I don't know. I think there's just like an excessive amount of like change. Like, as in, you're trying to look like something that may be ideal to you, mm -hmm. but isn't a realistic ideal. Kind of like, like, we've talked at some points about the unrealistic expectations that Barbie creates for what women's bodies should look like. Right. And the quite frank reality is, is if Barbie were a human, she'd be disabled. Right. Because her body, like... There's, it, this is not human. This has been stretched and pulled and twisted and formed in a way that is not realistic. Like she would not be able to support her own body weight to stand up. Well, there is a woman in, I think she's in the Netherlands, that's known as the human Barbie. Mm -hmm. She does look like Barbie. She's had her legs broken and stretched and all this other stuff. She does quite fine. Um, and, of course, you know, we have the human Ken doll, which, I'm sorry, I like him. Um, because I've always had this opinion with plastic surgery. If you want it and you can afford it, do it. Um, you know, we've talked extensively. I am so much into the Dolly Parton, uh, Joan Rivers camp of, you don't like it, fix it. Well, to some degree, I'm there too, but I'm also there for, like, aging gracefully. Like, look good for your age. Point blank. Look good for your age. See, like, that that's, that's there's an aging gracefully look. Mm -hmm. Aging gracefully is cute and nice. But no. Good night, Mary. Thank you for joining us, replay. Absolutely. Uh, um, aging gracefully isn't going to help. It isn't happening. There is no graceful aging. Well, not anymore. 
like I used to be plastic surgery was expensive enough that you know you had a few done, but you didn't go crazy with it because you couldn't afford it. Uh-huh. Like you had to have a massive powerhouse of money to be able to go all in uh-huh. and just like surgery, 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 surgery. Um now it seems like it's getting a little less expensive. Uh-huh. Um, you know, medical tourism is becoming a thing. There are places you can go that's plastic surgery, not so expensive. Uh And it seems to be almost like there's, it's like it moved from the super rich to the moderately well off. Right. As in, you're doing good. Yeah. You know, you you can make your rent and your utilities and sock some money in a 401k and take another 10 grand a year and go pop out a surgery. Uh Uh-huh. You know. I, mm, I don't know. Mm, no, honey, I promise you, we get the five thousand dollars. I'm getting my face fixed. We get another ten thousand. You know, if we hit the lotto, we're taking a trip to Mexico, and we're coming back looking like we're twenty five. See, now I don't even want to look twenty five again. Like, I don't want to go that far. I mean, granted, I don't look much past 25 now, but, <laughs> like, I still get carded for shit. It's getting embarrassing. Um, and it's like, come on, can I just use my hair for street cred? Um, yeah. You know, but no, I can't, apparently. Um, but no, it's, because that's a thing, and that's a thing in my family, is we kind of, like we age a little and then stop and then we age a little and stop. And so it's like these fits and starts. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to look like this for a couple more years and all of a sudden I'm going to look late thirties for a while, mm-hmm. um, which is good and bad. It's just going to be like one day, everything wrinkled at once, you know, Not if you moisturize, there's that lovely tube of stuff in the bathroom I keep trying to get you to use. We even checked the ingredients that you could use. I know, but I'm, like, so bad at that. Like, yeah. you know me. Like, you know my product collection is small. Like, I just, I'm not. Again, there is daily moisturizer in the bathroom. You treat it like toothpaste. You put it on when you get up. There's mascara in the bathroom. Sorry. You said treat it like toothpaste. Now, put it on. There's mascara in the bathroom that you look gorgeous in, waiting for you to use. Well, there's that. And so Shannon points out Nicaragua probably better for pricing and care. A friend of uh, theirs went there and got a lot done for 10K and got a health spa resort experience the first couple of weeks post-op. I mean, there's options. There really are. Um, But then there's also, uh, again, like Catherine points out, there was the guy who divorced um, his child because he thought the baby was grotesque and he found that his wife had a ton of plastic surgery. And she's like, yeah, that's why I'm not having anything done. Uh Uh-huh. You know, like stay natural. Just Uh like let people, you know, 
no, I'm not there. I, it's like, you know, I think that's a conversation you should have with your spouse at some point and be like, okay, honey, before we have children naturally, I need to explain some things. Like these are like 10 years old. This is like two years old. This is like 15 years old. You know, just like, so you know. Have that conversation. Well, exactly. Yeah, you know, I don't hide plastic surgery. Well, but I'm saying it's one of those things that, that like, you better be upfront about it at some, like, I'm not saying first date before, you know, the appetizer served. I'm just saying sometime before you get to having children naturally, you've got a nine-month warning there. You, sh you should prep this spouse. Well, what I don't I've get. I've had some work done. <laughs> how can they, how could, he could not have gone to any of the appointments because she would have had to talk about this. Because if you don't know, some implants don't do well during surgery. Breast mm -hmm. implants being one of them. Um especially when, you know, the woman's body's changing, baby, moving stuff around, things are going to move and then have to be put back. Um, Kathy, um, oh, goodness. Invisible assistant, grab for Joe the pump off the bathroom sink, please. Oh, goodness. Um, well, and yeah, daily face cleaners are important, but then you also, uh, what I thought you were about to ask for was the, the magic tool. Um, wow. that thing's just plain evil, but works. It's evil, but works. That's the important part. Yeah. Like I will definitely refer Kathy to Dr. Pimple Popper. Mm -hmm. Wonderful channel. You can, there is a lot of information there. Um, and some of it has to do with just like simple whiteheads, blackheads, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Some of it also has to do with like more advanced, like cysts mm -hmm. and, you know, all the things that fall in the pimple category. Right. Um, the biggest thing I can say is if you're having a lot of issues, um, with like skincare, um, or skin issues is a, as stupid as this sounds. Um, one, make sure that you're changing the sheets, especially your pillowcases frequently. Um, because if you're a heavy sweater, uh, sweat, -er, that is going to build up on that, um, on your pillowcases and stuff. And that just means you're just kind of laying in it. Right. Um, and it's one of those stupid things people forget to do. Um, you know, I, I can say that because I have family that forgets to do that. And then they're like, oh, I have this horrible spot on my face. And it's like, yeah, welcome to our genetics. This is what happens uh -huh. when last time you changed your sheets. Well, and that's something that's else that I did. tend to throw, get, get thrown at me all the time in readings when people start asking about the health is you're not drinking enough water. Your pillows suck, so your neck hurts. Mm -hmm. so by the way, pillows should be replaced every six to seven months. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and then Kathy, the other thing that could be happening, and I, I'm gonna say this as delicately as I can, sometimes they're not blackheads. Um, 
here's a thing that we don't talk about enough in the world is that humans are hairy. And for most women, facial hair is typically this light colored peach fuzz kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, what can happen though is, and it can sometimes be a cultural thing or a, a different ethnicities thing, um, is that you can end up just by sheer randomness mm -hmm. um, having darker hair. Mm -hmm. um, and I've had friends that, that have had that experience. Uh, usually it's more of an arm hair thing. And so they end up being the women that are like, oh my God, I can't leave my house until I shave my arms. Um, and it's like, you know, I kind of wish. Uh, <laughs> like, I'll trade you. Um, because I end up looking hairless because I pigmentation-wise, a lot of my hair looks very, very light and almost invisible. So mm -hmm. if y'all are thinking I'm over here hairless, I guarantee you I'm not. I'm quite hairy. It just doesn't, it doesn't pigment. We just need to dye you. Yeah. Basically, you run me through a great big giant dye bath and you will see I'm hairy. Mm -hmm. um, or if you catch me in the right light. Um, and then there's also just the fact that some people have enlarged pores. And mm -hmm. that can have a lot to do with skin care. And like she's saying, you need more water. Yes. Um, and yeah, that can be a big part of it. Um, you can also have a really dried out skin, right. um, which is often when pores open. And those pores open because they're trying to push oil out so that you can rehydrate that skin and protect it mm -hmm. um, and keep it from drying and cracking and doing all the nasties. Mm -hmm. uh, again, moisturizer, wonderful thing. Um, tanning? I'll let you take on that one because I can't even think about that. I love tanning. Like one of the things I'm looking forward to is, and everyone's going to go, oh my God, that's so bad for you. I'm looking forward to going back to the tanning bed. I'm looking forward to going back to the gym um, and getting into the sauna because it's great for your skin. Tanning or heating stuff is wonderful. This is the product I use daily, and then they have a weekly face mask. Um, mm -hmm. And it has done well with my skin, Kathy. Um, it cuts out the oil. It clears up some blackheads. It takes care of problems in general. And then one of my tips, and people are going to go, oh, my God, that's so awful. Um, if you start noticing you're having problem areas, like my forehead is terrible, I will take... Um, M3, 3D whitening toothpaste and use that as a scrub and it actually will clear it up too. Oh, Kathy, we definitely take it seriously. Like I, like we understand. Yeah. Um, I, he, you have more facial problems with like pimples and stuff like that. I got gifted from the neck up. Mm -hmm. Like from here up, I've had maybe 20, 30 pimples in my 38 years. That's it. That's all my skin will do. Back um, up. What, back up? Uh-huh. Oh, hold that up again, please. Sorry, see it now. Okay, so there we go. Yeah, it's Biore Charcoal Face Wash. Um, I love their masks. They're really great. Um 
and it works really well on for dailies clans um and, and it also works really well for like the fine lines the more you moisturize the less fine lines you have mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh yeah but to sorry just to jump backwards though so yeah like from here up i typically not that bad um don't really run into major issues from the neck down my skin is a total nightmare Mm -hmm. um, so we are always looking for skincare products, especially those that I can use uh -huh. because everything is now hypoallergenic, which means I can't use it because it probably contains aloe. Right. Um, and it's like, oh, like, could I get some nice, good old fashioned chemicals here? Like stuff I can't pronounce. We can treat it like my house paint. I am ordering, the next time I order paint, I am ordering it from China. I will have it shipped in. I will pay the tariffs on it because I ain't putting up with the crap they sell at Lowe's. And at some future point, we're just going to be sitting there with a the realtor, just marking off every box for disclosures. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Oh, you better believe it. I'm teasing. I know, um, like, boy, we're going to have a realtor doing things but do appraisals. Good stuff. Um, but point being is, you know, a tanning bed is great. I like a good 20-minute tan. My tanning lotion is Voodoo. And that's what it's called, people, is Voodoo. It's not mm -hmm. the practice of magic. Literally, that's the tanning lotion I use. I love it. Um, but, no, those are things that after Corona... You'll see Asen doing it again. It's like Asen may get his nails done again. He misses his nails. Uh, yeah. Well, but no. So I've never done tanning. Okay. Um, and yeah, like I joke about me all the time. I could get a sunburn in moonlight. Um, like I really think I could. Tanning. Yeah, I, I'm there. And yes, that um, is the thing. Just a word to the warning. Yes, you can get moon tanned or moon burned. Be sure to wear your sunscreen. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. No, it's it's kind of scary for me, the idea of even using a tanning booth, because we've talked about it, mm -hmm. is that this could help my skin. Um, I'm just like, I don't know. Do, do they have a pasty ginger setting? Like, yeah. where they just plug yeah. in, like, pasty ginger. Like, could you just strobe for a couple of seconds the lights on the tanning bed for me? <laughs> like, I think that's my starter setting. No, I think about three, two to three minutes, you'd be perfectly fine. Okay. Yeah. You know, because I wait for 20 at my level of darkness. But yeah. when I first start out, it's five minutes for the first two weeks, and then it's seven minutes then eight minutes and by the end of when we're back in the full swing yeah i'm there for 20 minutes perfectly getting tan feeling wonderful and you know all the sweat and poor stuff and then you immediately this is why it's important to get a tanning bed that's attached to a gym as soon as you get a tan out of the tanning bed you hit the shower um, and you want a cooler shower so that it can pull out all the extra stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, 
wow, so Brenda understands uh, like my fears. She she's talking about her ex was like Casper, the friendly ghost. Hi, I I I'm neon in in darkness. Um, you know, I'll I'm self illuminating. Um, so and had to start at like two, maybe three minutes. So yep. yeah, okay, that's a thing. All right, yeah. Like I've always just been worried, like that this is not going to go well for me. Um, the only way it will not go well is if you take your eye cups off or you don't make sure to get yourself lotioned up. Okay. Or like, oil. I'll consider it. I'll consider it. Yeah. Like because I know I'm 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 pasty. Mm -hmm. Um, I get that. I get that more when I wear black. Like mm -hmm. I scare people. Like, which one of you is the corpse? Um, because usually I wear the all black suit to funerals, and yeah, yeah, I, I know how 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 white I am. Thank you for clarifying that, honey, because I don't want people to think I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> I get picked on enough for possibly being the vampire psychic. Oh uh, no, I mean, I know how I look in black, and it's like I look great, except yeah. Tad pasty. Just and yeah. No, I do. I'm there with you, Shannon. I, I do too. It's kind of like, ah, sunlight. Because I've literally gotten sunburned just standing outside for 10 minutes. And you've witnessed it and been like, oh my God. <laughs> well, and I've looked at you and said, did you put on your Centane lotion? You're like, no. And I'm like, where is it? I was going outside to check the mail and said hi to the neighbor. Again. <sighs> In the summer, darling, you know. Brush your teeth, take a shower, get out, dry off, put on your moisturizer and your Santan lotion. Uh, too much. Too much. Hey, Ashley, you don't want a ghost to face because then I'll be able to take care of most problems for my clients. From the other side. You know, getting the ass boyfriend, go haunt his house for a little bit. Oh, well, you know. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, poor Shannon. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's, that's. So, yeah. So, Shannon always wears socks and shoes, and ended up with skin cancer on the bottom of her foot. Um, that's just wow. Well, and here's my thoughts on that. Yeah. It's just tied into, it doesn't matter what you do, it doesn't matter what you eat, it doesn't matter if you smoke, it doesn't matter that, it's your DNA structure. Point blank, it's DNA Cancer in itself is DNA-based. Once we figure out what DNA strand triggers it, we'll be able to attack the normal ones. And no, it isn't pleasant. No. Um, I would definitely say not. Um, that's got to be in the realm of um, diabetic foot problem of mm -hmm. pain mm -hmm. um, to go through, which I, you know, have run across or know people who have had that problem and it's a mess. Right. Um, and it's very, 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 very painful. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm kind of there with you and, and kind of what Ashley's saying is some cancers are genetic. 
Um, you know, and, and they very clearly show up. There are specific genes that it's like, hi, this is the one. Um, you need to be worried. Um, here are some considerations for what you want to do. Um, but I, I can also be there with the idea that, yes, there's has to be some form of a genetic component mm-hmm. that unfortunately, you know, just some families seem to have a lot of breast cancer, a lot of skin cancer, a lot of this cancer, a lot of that. Can- like you just sit there and you watch it and it's yeah. like a domino. Right. You just wait for it to drop. It's going to hit, um, you know, uh-huh. every couple of decades, like, here we go. Um, Pardon? I was saying hi to Elsa. Oh, hi, Elsa. Yep. Oh, goodness. Um, But, no, and it's important to take care of your skin, to drink water. Yes, I hate water. I drink it anyhow. Mine mine is normally caffeinated or flavored. But as you all age, you need more water. Sometimes a lot more water. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, it's great for the body. It's great for the skin. And then, you know, if your skin is really giving you problems, you're going to have to pull a, um, oh, what? You're going to have to go get a big pot of hot steaming water and a bowl of ice water. Steam your face, wipe it off, soap it off, and then ice it. Are you talking the Joan Crawford routine? Yes, the Joan Crawford routine. Oh, wow. I like, I, here's my other statement here is if you're having a problem that bothers you, find a doctor. Like, here's the big thing find a doctor, make sure you're working with a good dermatologist. Mm-hmm. If you don't like your dermatologist and you're not seeing any results, any being the keyword, any results, find another one. Like, don't be afraid to sit, uh, like, don't no. ride this doctor horse all no. the way to the, the stable of broken dreams. Not every doctor has the answers for you. Find another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's all you can really do there is, you know, if it looks like a medical problem, if it's acting like a medical problem and you have a doctor that can't figure it out and get you results then one of two things is occurring. Either the doctor does has misdiagnosed you or you do have a problem that's unfortunately untreatable. Either that or point blank, your doctor's useless. Well, that's what I politely said. No, fire them. If your doctor isn't doing, you know, if your housekeeper isn't cleaning underneath the bed, fire them. If your doctor isn't giving you checks and going, okay, how's this treatment? What's this? You want to try this? Fire them. Oh, Ashley, you are fine. Um, But yes. Yeah. But no, there are a lot of genetically caused problems. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, you know, the the unfortunate side of the way human genetics work. And it it can sometimes be very frightening in families, Mm -hmm. Um, especially those who have severe health problems that are kind of lightning strikes. Mm -hmm. That you don't know who they're going to hit or not. New moon. Yeah, we were in a new moon. If he ain't here yet, that baby's going to be coming at the end of the month. And dear goodness. Mm. Uh, you definitely need lots of ice water. 
<laughs> but yeah, oh, I'm so sorry, Ashley. Though, I I know it's got to be like just eviction notice setting over there. Um, like get out. <laughs> just saying. Oh, well, Ashley does have a question. Okay, read it. Okay, I thought you were going to read it. So, Ashley, 82696, Asen, do you think he'll be here before Thanksgiving at least? Looking at the moon phases, I would say... What twenty six ish to moving forward to even up until the third? Oh wow! So potentially no, like, but you could also be like, you know, stuffing the turkey when the turkey decides to unstuff. Mm-hmm. Um, just to kind of <clears throat> go there. Um, and someone's never gonna look at a turkey the same again. <laughs> The fatigue, oh, pregnancy fatigue, fatigue in general is a major thing. Um, things that help fatigue is things like, for me, because I suffer major fatigue for you guys that don't know. Um, I know it doesn't look like it, but there are days that I'm like, no, nah, I'm going back to bed, bye. Um, but getting enough rest, taking as many naps as you can, drinking a lot of water, um, and movement's wonderful for during the interim pregnancy. Lots of movement, stretching. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. All those are important. They are. Yep. They are big things. Sorry. Your your son w has chosen now to need to go out. Well, my son can wait on it. <laughs> I know, but he's wanting to aggressively let me know. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. anyway. Um, but yes. Oh, and most definitely cutting out things that, that are stressing you out. Mm -hmm. um, that's definitely yep. a very important part. Yep. All right. Let me let Vlad out. You talk about the work from home one. Okay, working from home as I'm assuming we're talking about this from reducing stress and generally yeah. crappy economics person. Oh, that one. Oh my gosh. Yes. Sorry. My brain glitched. Um, so yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, Deutsche Bank funded a survey that looked at ways um, going forward e economically um, stimulating economic growth in our post-work-from-office environment, um, and especially in the midst of COVID, how to generate more revenue, um, and is looking at a work-from-home tax of 5% as a suggestion that would effectively increase revenues um, and is also looking at the idea that going forward, um, work from home is going to be more of a norm than an exception to the rule, um, which, wow, talk about an idea. Um, and basically what this would do is this work from home tax would then, is supposedly going to be redistributed 
to lower uh, income individuals who do not have a work from home option. And the argument is all entirely premised on the idea that work from home em, uh, employees are effectively getting a privilege, one, and that two, they are not as um, economically involved uh, through clothing purchases, uh, eating out purchases, et cetera, as their work from office counterparts. And it's, yeah, take it away. I know you have so many theories or so many thoughts. Sorry. Well, not first of all, it's Deutsche Bank. Deutsche Bank is the one that also gave Trump all his loans that they mm -hmm. are now trying to figure out how to collect on. Um, <laughs> you know, a lot of loans coming out. Anyway, Deutsche Bank is full of crap. One, work from home has a lot, has this lot of the same expenses of working from house, minus the expense of, oh, yeah, a large office complex that they're now into a mortgage on um, that, you know, the, they are now do not have heating and cooling costs, company event costs. I mean, major businesses mm -hmm. are saving a shit ton of money by having their workers work from home. It's not just a health benefit. Um, and I agree, the Charleston work tax is bogus. It's bullcrap. Huntington done the same thing. Beckley's looking at doing the same thing. Help this me out here. Well, I missed this one. Okay, if you work in the city of Charleston, you have to pay, I believe it's like a dollar a week for the privilege to work in Charleston. Ah, okay. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, which I think I, okay, I'm starting to remember that one. Didn't that turn into a great big like taxation without representation because so many of the employees in Charleston don't actually like technically live or vote there. Right. So effectively they're getting taxed for an activity that they have no representation in. Exactly. Oh, it's... Ooh, five dollars a pay when I was okay. So it, it's a dollar a day, is what it, it sounds like. So if it's or fifty cents a day, something like that. Anyway, yeah. it's just bull crap. Um, this work from home crap from Deutsche Bank was so disconnected from the population, so disconnected from the real business world that it was ridiculous. Like this is someone that does economics for this company. Mm -hmm. I'd really be questioning my, if I had an account at Deutsche Bank, I'd be questioning the liability or even the usefulness of their economics people. Because you want know you're not eating yet. Or if you are, because we eat out a lot on lunches. Mm -hmm. Here's a while that happens. Hello, 110, I need a delivery. I don't have time to cook. Hello, Domino's. Matt, darling. Yeah, bring me lunch. Well, and there is a fair amount of that um, because there's this, this assumptive of work from home and what it looks like. And for some people it does, and for some days it does. Mm -hmm. um, but it can also be very different. Now, technically, this tax isn't supposed to apply to people that are running their own businesses out of their home. Um, and there's a few other categories it doesn't cover. Yeah. Um, like it, it was specifically like set aside to be 
you work for a major corporation, that major corporation gives you the work from home option, and then you're gonna pay this tax for every day you work from home. Now, this isn't policy, but these are the kinds of reports Mm -hmm. that can become policy, that can become adopted as solutions to fill uh, tax problems. Um, and co independent contractors, I believe, are a potential un other group. Um, as uh, in, you weren't going to be counted if you were running Lyft and Uber. You weren't going to be counted if you were doing independent contracting work because self-employed, you're running your own business out of your home. Um, these were supposed to just be taxes on employees who work for a major corporation, standard employees. Mm -hmm. But um, see, here's the thing with it also, a lot mm -hmm. of what they quote as, well, this is the new, hopefully it's the new reality because think about it. If a company like Google doesn't need the full space mm -hmm. of their big complex, they're going to be saving millions. Um, but you, uh, Ashley brings up a good thing. It's it's not significant. Now it's like five, ten bucks a week. But you count up twenty years of that crap. Um, you know, let's say five bucks a week over fifty-two weeks. That adds up. But mm -hmm. Charleston and Huntington are not the only ones to do that. Columbus <clears throat> and um, Delaware County, you pay two taxes if you work in that county you pay one to the city of columbus you pay one to delaware county so mm -hmm. this is not something new plus you have state taxes then you have federal taxes um and then you have and it's these little nitpicky nickel and dime crap that can make or break people oh absolutely well and a large part of it is and i think that part of the report is crafted to literally like sit there and kind of minimize objection to it with the suggestion that it be redistributed to lower in like when the hell have we ever seen that happen never but the only tax the only tax i can think of that even minorly goes to something that people can be like okay is um what is it the chip tax on cigarettes yeah that the and that's uh, uh child health insurance program Right. Um, that's it. That's like the only one I can think of that actually did that. Um, that's it. Everything else. Well, like, up yeah, a, great, a great point here. People are always bitching about smoking. Sorry, we're smokers. Mm -hmm. So we like know, in case you're blind or you're listening. Yeah, we're smokers. So West Virginia ran an insurance program that was given to, um, to a, uh, it was funded by a trust and it had more money than it ever needed. It came out of the rainy day fund one year. They created the chip, the chip program for children that need health insurance. Mm -hmm. All fine and good. The stupid West Virginia governor Senate took a loan out to pay 77 from the chip program. They didn't pay the loan back. So they went bankrupt. So who has to pick up the tax of this? Mm -hmm. Well, and again, it's one Billion of the coal industry. No. Yeah. Was well, it the oil industry? No. Well, it was the but, smoke. 
years. This is, again, one of those things that happens. And on paper, it's harder to argue this scenario. So even if out of, like, say, the $5 a week, um, they were to take and only give 50 cents towards lower income workers who don't have a work from home option, it still makes that tax harder to battle because you're immediately pitting two groups against each other that are effectively both not in a position to fight. Uh-huh. As in you're you're making them like the, you're making all low income earners. Like all like you're putting you're pitting you're you're slapping a divide in between your upper uh, middle class and middle class and lower middle class against your um poverty level earners Uh um so no it's in if we've seen this time and time again it becomes next to impossible to fight Uh because you can't get a cohesion in that that group because they're so staunchly divided um and, and that's the whole point you can't get a singular message out of that group and a singular set of deterministic action because someone earning an extra 50 cents who is already facing poverty Mm -hmm. is fighting for every dime they get like literally fighting for every dime they get every dime makes a difference right um versus looking at a group and going well you know you earn so much which isn't untrue you earn so much why are you fighting this and it's like but that's not the point that's not the point um and it becomes an ideological debate that's next to impossible to do anything but inflame tempers Right, And it goes round and round and round and round and round. It's like the cigarette taxes. It's like the gas taxes. It's like the this tax and the that tax and the other tax. Um, All of it ultimately is staged in a way that effectively all it's really doing is, you know, here's a little off the top for, you know, good moral reason. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can't fight me on it. Mm -hmm. Um, you're, You're earmarked. And then most of this is going to end up in a municipal government or got, you know federal government, state government somewhere um, as extra money. Right. When, you know, if you're in the state of West Virginia, we really should be getting dividend checks. Right. Well, but the flip side of this is then we have the elite earners. Mm-hmm. Those who make the vast majority of money, mm-hmm. who generally earn that money off of investment, mm-hmm. um, which is taxed totally differently mm-hmm. than actual earned income. Like go out, get a job, whatever you do, you're going to be taxed in these tax brackets because this is W-2 income. Right. Okay. This investment income, this dividend income is taxed way lower. Yeah. Way, way, way lower. Um, on the belief that because of your hard work, you deserve this money and to keep as much of it as humanly possible, which is effectively the rich are taxing the rich and the poor. And 
I was kind of doing this, you know, scratch my back, I'll scratch yours of the rich and going screw the poor. Right. That's how well, our tax system well, is set up. A dividend check from GM. Mm-hmm. And seriously, we have bailed GM out three times mm -hmm. as a government. It was our money. Mm -hmm. If you pay taxes for anything in this country of the United States. If you've ever bought anything ever, you contributed. Mm -hmm. Point blank. Like right. that's the reality of taxation. If sure. you have bought anything ever, mm -hmm. you've contributed to this bailout. You have contributed to this to wars, countless. Yeah. You have contributed to that. That's how this works. This is how our, our government taxations are set up. Right. Your your payroll taxes, your property taxes, all of it, one way or another, mm -hmm. is flowing through this system. The hard reality is the richest people are paying the least mm -hmm. and are in control of this. Right. They are the ones making these decisions. Yeah, uh, but and then I want to talk about the uh, here in a minute. I will talk about the California thing that could be affecting everybody. Okay. Well, um, I have one more throw in there, which is and profiting the most. Exactly. Like there's the other part of it. Mm -hmm. This is for profit. Like look at our our, our country as a whole. War is a for profit uh, situation. Mm-hmm. Um, we have turned poverty into a for-profit situation. We have turned prison into a for-profit situation. We have turned child care, foster care, um, any form of child care, child protection, whatever, into a for-profit system just about. Mm -hmm. There are very few literal charities doing this work. They are all becoming for-profit systems. They're all part of a little network mm -hmm. that benefits someone who takes quite a healthy check for having the idea to register a business and seek a government contract. Yep. Hi, I mean, that. Um, but also the whole situation with it is ridiculous. I think we oh, need to start looking at our surpluses. Um, I think we need to start looking at where our money is being spent a little bit more in detail. And that's at the local, the federal, and the state level. Um, you know, we should be, every American should be getting, I don't care if it's a 32 cents dividend check every quarter, we should be getting it because we've paid taxes and we've mm -hmm. now invested three times in this company. Mm -hmm. um, and we continue to do things like this. The government, West Virginia has a large, large rainy day fund. Mm -hmm. We have crappy roads, poor government, and a governor who has no his elbow from his ass. Well, and we also have an attorney general who basically makes sweetheart deals mm -hmm. that mostly benefit his office in a slush fund that he has control over. Yeah, Morrissey's an idiot. Okay, he just. Oh, he's out. not an idiot. No, 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 no. Morrissey is not an idiot. Cold, calculating, heartless. I'll grant you, he is not stupid. Mm -hmm. He knows what he's doing, and he knows what it does. Like he's not just standing there going, "Oh, I didn't understand. That's what would happen when I did that." 
Uh -huh. Who knows what's going to happen? All of this is meant for profitability. It's become the the Morrissey Attorney General's office has mm -hmm. become a for-profit Attorney General office. Right. But we just won a lawsuit against, uh, I believe it's Pfizer and a few other drug-making companies. Mm -hmm. That money, and if I was a judge in that case, I would have made sure the settlement said that it had to go for a treatment fund, not his personal, let me redo my office fund. Right. Or hire new lackeys or do whatever. Right. Pay for a nice lunch or a golf outing or whatever he does. Exactly. I mean, basically, our attorney general for the state of West Virginia makes Scrooge McDuck look like, you know, um, a freaking joke. Um, that's the best I can say. Because right. he's counting every penny. Right. He knows before he enters what, like, into a situation, what money he's potentially signing on for and how he wants it distributed. Right. And what's ultimately happening is, uh, and again, part of our legal system is there's a lot of awarded money that ends up going towards attorney's fees, mm -hmm. basically making the judgment look like it was something. Mm -hmm. when the reality is the actual plaintiff, the person harmed who is being made whole is left not with the lion's share you would think, mm -hmm. but with whatever table scraps can come off of that. And we see right. that most often in class action. Right. Agree. But, you know, I'm, I'm just so disappointed that he wasn't replaced. Like, anyhow. Yeah. Well, on. Yes, moving on. So for those that are independent contractors, or working as independent contractors, you need to be watching your government because California has introduced a new ABC independent contractor saying that is different. Um, that is different than the IRS one, which is like three pages long. And this could be really actively affecting freelancers it could massively be affecting me it could be actually affecting everyone that doesn't a w-2 or those that is a w-2 that now can be moved over as an independent contractor and lose your benefits mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well and kind of looking at ashley's comment is you know there there is a case she would like to take to court mm -hmm. um that she can't get an attorney to sign on for because it's not worth enough Mm -hmm. And that happens. Yeah. Um, and that's, there is an, a whole separate set of economics uh -huh. um, to consider in certain cases. Um, for law firms, for example, in this case, uh, in this situation, is you're going up against a massive hospital system with a team of lawyers. Mm -hmm. you're going to be fighting a very hard case to prove that's going to most likely, and I don't know the situation, I'm taking a guess, that would be proved on technicalities. Mm -hmm. Very slight, subtle things. And there's a massive potential for loss right. that requires a massive output of funds by the attorney that, that is going to represent you that may be lost. And it does, to some degree, become a situation of here's the economics. 
-hmm. you can afford it, like all the justice you can get is however much justice you can afford. Now, if she showed up as Mrs. Moneybags and said, I'll pay whatever it takes. Mm -hmm. Here's every dime I have. You sue the sons of bitches. Right. Um, then that lawyer will bill her for every single last minute, every expert witness that you could possibly think of mm -hmm. to win this case. One, you may still lose, but two, even once you're done with it, you might not get anything out of it, at least not in comparison to what it took to win. Um, and that was a very ugly thing to kind of get into in a legal environment of business class, uh -huh. um, is that some cases just aren't worth it. You well, I can't get there. And I think that's been the loss of the spirit of judgment mm -hmm. and of justice in mm -hmm. this country. Um, whereas, you know, if we had solicit solicitors... I think we'd have a totally different justice system. Right. Well, but, but it's also lawyers. Well, but, and the reason I can say that, and Ashley's going, yep, that's exactly what happened. Um, the reason I'm saying that is it's the same thing happening with our IRS system. Mm -hmm. Like, Donald Trump can sit there and file, and I'm saying this hypothetically, the most bogus taxes known to humankind. Mm -hmm. Because he's going to have legal representation that would rip someone to shreds. Right. The IRS is going to have to invest tons of money, effort, and people to go after him. Uh -huh. What's easier, and this becomes its own economic system, what's easier, go after the small to medium business that can't afford really good attorneys and at the same time has enough money to make it worth it. Uh-huh that they haven't properly reported. Right. So for instance, I misrepresent my income. He misrepresents his income. We're going to be audited. We're going to go into this because we can't defend ourselves to the level of Donald Trump or, you know. So when those kinds of people screw up, it has to be dead to rights, major, flagrant, clear as a bell, no argument, screw up. Well, and what I'm trying to understand is how this billionaire only pays $750 a year in taxes. Like, I want to see how fancy his accountants have gotten with his books. It's not even that the accounting has to be all that fancy. Uh -huh. Like, that's the hard reality. Is uh -huh. that It's not like the IRS is sitting there going, you know, like, wow, this is, you know, I, I, I don't know where to start. They know where to start, uh -huh. or they know there's no way in hell this happened. Uh -huh. Or more importantly, they're they're sitting there going, yeah, I could spend days, weeks, months, years unraveling this string, because let's say, for example, it is complicated and very hard to, to prove. Uh -huh. Could spend all that time. At the end of the day, when he appears in court for the very first time, there is going to be a flanking legal team uh -huh. of very high-priced lawyers uh -huh. who are going to be working for a pittance of what he has, and again, hypothetically, 
um, improperly claimed. Mm -hmm. So drag it out for a decade. Mm -hmm. And then maybe you reach in a settlement for like a tenth of what it's actually worth because you just want the the win. Mm -hmm. Just shut up and take the win. Uh huh. Like, yep, we busted him. We're hard on you know tax evaders, mm -hmm. um, and that's it. That's what you've got. All right. Like it, it really is the the justice you get is the amount of justice you can afford. When you can afford a high price legal team, you can seek justice or you can deny it to mm -hmm. whatever point you want. Right, but you know, gone are the days that lawyers were lawyers. When you had them under retainer, and we found this out mm -hmm. uh, when it came to the road construction, mm -hmm. dealt with an attorney for 20 years. You know, he handled divorces. He's handled property management. He's handled wills and estates for me. Came to the state. He's like, I can't do anything with this. Well, and sometimes that's, sometimes that's relationships. You, uh -huh. you can run into that situation is that there can be many unknowns. Mm -hmm. You know, his brother-in-law or a third cousin's, you know, husband or wife or whatever works in that office. Yeah. And it's like, do not rattle this tree. You uh -huh. know, I, I get involved in this and family dinner is going to be ugly. Mm -hmm. Is it worth it? Yeah. Um, then there's other situations in which, mm -mm, not going to go there. Like this is going to be a long, dirty battle. Like I know their law firm that represents them, and who's going to show up in this matter, and they're going to wipe the floor with us. Mm -hmm. You know, there there's no way I can compete with this. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not big enough. Or the resources it's going to take to make this change aren't going to be there. It isn't uh -huh. going to happen. You're suing the state. All right. And effectively, you're going to be made into a pariah for going after the state. Uh -huh. Because everything you do against the state goes back against the taxpayer. Uh -huh. So if on a taxpayer-funded project that was already allotted funds, you the state gets sued and has to pay out. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really affect the state. No one in the state cares. They were just doing their job. That's what you're going to hear across the board. Mm -hmm. What's going to actually happen is the taxpayers, mm -hmm. every one of your neighbors is going to be pissed because to come up with that money uh -huh. means taxes have to go up. Uh -huh. So ultimately, file the lawsuit and move uh -huh. quickly is what an attorney hears. Is your name's going to be slapped all over this? Uh -huh. Depending upon how big the settlement is or how big the, you know, uh, uh, how big it gets. Uh huh is the level of community anger you're going to face. Mm -hmm. And again, is it worth it? Is yeah. it worth it for a lawyer who has a nice established practice, who's coasting into retirement, mm -hmm. and that's with the their life? Mm -hmm. 
that's the problem. Get them when they're young. Get them when they're out of law school. Get them when they're hungry. You know, if you have trouble finding a lawyer to take your case, call the local law school and go, who's just graduated and full of piss? Yeah. Well, and fair enough. Um, and it's not that every lawyer gets there. It's just that a lot do. Yeah. And some of it is just decades of seeing our legal system perverted. Yeah. As in, it, it's you come, you go through law school, you come out of law school with this high-minded ideal of what practicing law will be, mm -hmm. and then reality will hit you like a ton of bricks, mm -hmm. much like any other degree program you go through. No matter what you study, no matter what you plan to do, it doesn't even involve going to college, no matter what you think you're going to do with your life, mm -hmm. there's this wonderful idealism of what you can accomplish. Um, and, and that happens in a lot of the caring professions um, is that you have this high minded version of what's going to happen and what you can do to contribute. Mm -hmm. And then reality sets in like a ton of friggin' bricks Right. that, you know, no, either. No, you can't do that. Or <laughs> there's a few things we forgot to tell you about the world and how it works. Right that are going to alter that severely, uh -huh. you know, that like, for instance, being in senior nursing, you think it's all going to be cookie baking grandmas and sweet elderly grandfathers. Oh, no, no it's not. You're, you, you're not always taking care of the best people. Sometimes someone gets out of prison and goes straight to a nursing home. Uh -huh. Why they go to prison, multiple charges of murder and rape. Mm -hmm. And this is the person whose ass you have to wipe, whose meds you have to give, whose care, who you have to be cared and concerned for as a part of your duties mm -hmm. while working there. Right. And that can hit someone hard yeah. when you're sitting there going, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This isn't what I signed up for. I signed up for cookie baking grandmas. Not happening. And sweet elderly grandfathers. Never. Anyhow. But no, we've got to start watching because, well, if you're in any job, there's mm -hmm. this lovely new way that they're going to try to customize and either make you become an employee, which I don't care what the company is. I'm not an employee ever. Mm -hmm. I'm a contractor. You pay me by contract. Um, like, I suck as an employee. Promise you guys. Um, but you've got to be watching this because California adopted it. And, it, you know, it's like if Texas get new textbooks, they go throughout the country. If California yeah. adopts new labor laws, they normally go throughout the country. So, of course, you know, if you are an independent contractor, be paying attention to how you're classified. Oh, yes. And that's been a hot, hot topic in California. But actually, there was a, a, a ballot initiative, I believe is what it was, yeah. um, that actually curtailed a lot of what California tried to do, all based around the, for, for one segment, for uh -huh. one segment. But it's also being touted as, while it's not an across-the-board win, right? it's probably going to slow a lot of other states down. Like like you're talking about, as new initiatives go through California, 
And if they're well-received, they tend to spread. Mm -hmm. This is one that's already getting hit with legal challenges and going, this isn't the model law to use. No. This is not how you deal with employee classification. This is not going to do well. Right. Because it's already hitting against a lot of walls. Of But wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Some of these employees don't want to be employees mm -hmm. because they're not. But right. you're making them employees, and you're doing it in a way that's actually harming them, not helping. Right. Um, so, again, the only segment it helped was the Lyft and Uber corporations. Other freelancers are going to try to get, you know, if you do graphic design for a company and you hire, say, a coffee barista, then you could technically have to classify that coffee barista that's in the shot. Um, and yeah, it is right now with Lyft and Uber are the targets and they got out of the wall, but other freelancers aren't going to be able to get out of it. I.e., you know, a wedding photographer that brings in a second shooter routinely for large weddings uh, may have to classify them as employees we're seeing. Well, but it also, like, it's not all bad news is the whole uh, thing, though. Mm -hmm. It's not all bad news. This was a well-intentioned law that was meant to help with improper classification of employees, mm -hmm. literal employees, mm -hmm. as independent contractors. That they look like ducks, they acted like ducks, they quacked like ducks, they showed up on time and punched a time clock like good little employee ducks. Um, and he's letting Vlad in. Um, but they they were punching the clock and doing all the things that employees do, but were not being treated as employees. They were being taken advantage of as, by being listed as independent contractors. Right. Now, what they did in California was craft a law in such a way that to try to stop this, they wrote it so badly, so vaguely, so weirdly that it started pulling in a lot more. Like it was, it, it didn't just like sit there and grab the little net to grab the fish on the line that they wanted to grab. They cast a giant net and they started pulling in everything. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, all these independent contractors were being reclassified because the law was so poorly written, mm -hmm. they now fall into this category. Two of the biggest affected groups were Lyft and Uber drivers mm -hmm. because they're going, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And the company did, and they got their uh, uh, independent contractors behind them, which is how they're now classified. They got the exemption but got all of their, um, you know, uh, affiliates, let's call them that for right now, um, just so it's not as confusing, but all of the people working, better term, for mm -hmm. Uber and Lyft got behind this push and said, I don't want to be right. an employee. I want to be an independent contractor. Please don't shove me in here. So while it looks like, a, you know, on one hand, that, okay, so there's this law and everyone's going to have to go after a carve-out. The reality is it's setting the stage for this law to be deemed too vague. Right. As, as in, 
the more this this snowballs, mm -hmm. the more people seeking carve-outs are, one, going to get approved because this was one of the biggest cases. Mm -hmm. um, but two, it is also going to most likely prevent it from spreading like wildfire across the United States and other major areas and small areas adopting the same language to mm -hmm. try to fix the classification problem. Yeah. But it's also most likely going to end up with an unenforceable law. As in, how do you do this? Right. Because ultimately the way it's written is so bad. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, but what do you want me to do with that? Because right. if I apply right. it this way, if I apply it the way it was written, mm -hmm. I'm going to be casting a really wide net. Mm -hmm. And anyone right now, we're technically employees of YouTube. Can be. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, we're not. We own our own businesses. Thank you very much. Well, part one of that and part two of that is no, I, you know, that's not where we're at. That's not what we're, we were trying to do. Exactly. And that's the problem with the law is the way that it's written. Mm -hmm. It casts a very wide net. Yes. Um, so that's the win on this. That mm -hmm. There is a win there. Um, is that, no, this doesn't work. This mm -hmm. is a bad way to address this. And if anything, it is signaling to the, to the rest of the U.S., do not try this at home. Mm -hmm. Because, no, not the solution. Right. We do have an employee misclassification problem. That's right. not news to anyone. Right. Um, it happens to lots of people. Right. Um, by, you know, a lot of misunderstanding or intentional misinterpretation mm -hmm. of existing employer-employee concept mm -hmm. as the differential between employee-employer and independent contractor and contracting party. Right. Um, so... Hmm. Unfortunately, it means we're left with the problem we had. There's right. still going to be exploited workers. And we now have this other problem to contend with in California mm -hmm. in which, okay, now we have this law that tried to help that is effectively like a toddler going, I help, mommy, I help. Mm -hmm. And no, you're not helping. Put down the knife. Right. Um, like, you, no, stop. Right. Um, you know, stop running around and helping. It's not helping. Please stop helping. Right. Um, so there's a few other things that have come up that I think we've talked about some things, but not a lot on. As mm -hmm. you notice, we're not talking a lot about the election. No, we're not. calling that pretty much over until at least the electoral college meets. And even right. then, it seems like it's going to pretty much be a done deal. I'd say the biggest news in there is Michigan is in a uh, problem trying to certify their results. Wow. They can't get their board of elections to agree. They're deadlocked. Um, those were just unblocked. And the major oh, did, they? did do that, but that's been within the last hour. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So talk about breaking news. Um, yeah, that was the last thing I'd seen is they were deadlocked and could not reach a conclusion. Yeah. Um, what we're seeing a lot is federal judges getting pissed. Mm -hmm. 
federal judges are moody characters. Normally, they're older and well, really not interested in making waves or policy. Um, and then, you know, you have places like Pennsylvania, whose Supreme Court rejects those lawsuits. You have other judges getting pissed. Now his lawyers may be losing um, oh, yeah. their law license for some of the bullshit they're pulling. Well, yeah, there's this fun legal concept known as not bringing a uh, meritless lawsuit. Right. As in, if you bring a claim, you are supposed to wholeheartedly believe it's a legitimate claim. Mm-hmm. Um, however, if you start at the outset, knowing this is a frivolous lawsuit and that the, that it is baseless, right. that is actually considered, um, part of the bar association that you're not supposed to bring that suit right? to knowingly willfully bring a claim that has no basis, right? Um, so there can be a call for your license to be suspended or revoked, uh -huh. um, handled by the bar association. Right. Um, and there are now lots of lawyers who are afraid to touch Trump with a 10 foot pole mm -hmm. and his claims of election fraud, mm -hmm. because ultimately they're putting their law license at, at risk no. because not only is it that in many ways, these are baseless claims, but they're knowingly baseless. They have no evidence. All the times that, that you're seeing, you know, these couple of law firms pop up and be like, we'll show you the evidence later, but we're going to make this claim. Right. And, you know, we're not seeing evidence. That's because there isn't any evidence. There's just delusion. Uh, now, there is, and we've got to go watch the trial. Mike Zuckerberg has, in front of the Senate, defending his actions. Oh, uh, yeah? For not, yeah, for not banning Stephen. Uh, what, yeah. Steve Bannon? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did they give him a booster seat again? I don't think so. He looks really short at the table. I didn't realize he was so tiny. He is. He's a tiny little dude, and that got pointed out the last time he got hauled in front of a, a, a panel, is that uh, he had a booster seat. Uh -huh. They put him on a giant pillow to make him look taller. Right. And, like, bigger. Right. Um, and everyone, like, I think he ended up a little humiliated in this, um, because it got brought to everyone's attention that they had created this booster seat for him. Well, again, and, that in general, it's his platform. Mm -hmm. They should let him run it as he wants. It's like, you know, if we have a problem out of somebody, and we had them in the early days, now they don't even bother coming in. Um, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll ban them from the page. Okay. You know, example, the spell seller that came on and all that crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't play those games. Yeah. So Mark Zuckerberg's at least online claimed height is 5'7". So, and he, I don't think he's even a full 5'7". I think he's in that 5'5 five five range. I am very, very smart. With good shoes. Yeah. Like that, that's a nice thick heel. Um, you know, with some lifts. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> to get to like 5'7". 
Right. Um, but he is a very small dude, and that's kind of a weird thing when you you kind of like, and this happens with celebrities. Right. Um, is when you're on camera, when you're frequently, you know, in control of, you know, how you are pictured right, or how your image is shown or how your uh, photographs are taken and how a camera angles are set up, mm -hmm. you can control how big or small you look. Mm -hmm. Um, and the, this happens with, uh, <laughs> strangely enough, this is a more common issue in porn. Mm -hmm. um, and you want to talk about body dysmorphia and the problems that porn creates mm -hmm. and, you know, understanding of what human beings look like and what sex is supposed to be. This is the same concept. Um, you angle a camera a certain way. You choose your models carefully. You put them in, you know, smaller furniture. You put them on, you know, out of shot. Um height raisers or risers boxes or you know whatever platforms and you can drastically change perception mm -hmm. of size but of an actor as a whole well i think we learned that with lily tomlin mm -hmm. well it is effectively the the tomlinson effect of yeah. um oh what was the character um I keep wanting to say Carol Ann, but I think that's, I know that's wrong. Um, but anyway, the giant rocking chair made her look like a little baby girl. Um, when in reality, this was full grown Lily Tomlin sitting on a ginormous chair. Uh -huh. um, and, and creating, you know, a, a visual, um, distortion that what you saw and what you thought you saw were two different things edith ann edith ann thank you i couldn't think of it i knew it had ann in it but i couldn't think um so yeah edith ann was this wonderful character she created who is very cute and lovable and even though you're sitting there and you know that lily tomlin is a full-grown adult female between the clothes, the backdrop, and the giant chair, which was perfectly proportioned mm -hmm. to the size of a child in mm -hmm. reference to the size of an adult, you get a suspension of disbelief at least long enough to, to take in the skit. Mm -hmm. um, and this has been, and this is used all throughout um you know, movies and photography and theater um, is you can vastly distort your surrounding objects uh -huh. to create something totally different than what reality would be. Right. That if you like use some models and blowing stuff up. Pardon? Like when they blow stuff up, they don't blow up a house. They blow up a little cardboard box that they make look like a house. Well, effectively, you can create miniatures. Um, and the best example of this is actual Godzilla versus perceived Godzilla. Uh -huh. They did not make this character, this this monster costume, the size of the Empire State Building. 
-hmm. It was very cleverly shot. Not the best shooting in all of sci-fi, but cleverly shot. Yeah. Um, And you can create whole different worlds using some camera techniques Uh and some, you know, spatial distortion. So that what you see and what you perceive and how your brain processes it is different from what's actually there. Um, And the same thing happens all the time with celebrities. Uh Um, You know, you're, you're not putting Oprah on a skinny chair. It no, Mm-mm. look at the furniture on her show. It was specially selected to help make her look smaller. Mm-hmm. You know, the, it's not just all camera tricks, or you know, it's not CGI, but you can choose your environment. Yeah, and then when you're in control of that, you can go for many years without people necessarily understanding that you know any number of things about your body. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like Barbara Walters. She's a tiny woman. Like, most people didn't realize that until The View. Mm-hmm. That she's like 5'3". Yeah. But she always looked big. She always looked intimidating. And God knows she has a whole filter named after her. Uh-huh. That helped her career. Do what now? And an interview style. Well, in an interview style, but in turn, sorry, pertinent to the conversation though, mm-hmm. and a whole filter mm-hmm. known as the Barbara Walters filter, which yeah. don't adjust your television sets, they're not broken. If you've ever noticed um, that every time she did an interview and it, and it got you know more noticeable as, as her career went on, mm-hmm. um, the image got a little fuzzier. Mm-hmm. And that was to help hide her age and the fact that she was aging. Yeah. You know, these are things that occur. Yeah. Um, until she got on The View, and I think that turned into everyone was kind of like, <gasps> and mm-hmm. it's like, well, what did you think she actually looked like? She's been on television for like 50 years. Yeah. You know, she's she been on to like 40 for a while now. <laughs> Well, I wish she, someone would pick up her style. Like, we got some really good interviews out of her that changed the view of a lot of people. And right mm-hmm. now, we need more Barbara Walters-style interviews. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and Barbara Walters was always a hard interviewer. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot, But came with that, a lot of people would not interview with her. Because they knew, they knew what was going to happen. Uh-huh. is she will dismantle you uh-huh. until she gets to her point. Right. Like she's standing there holding the evidence. She knows before she asks any question, uh-huh. she's going to be able to refute you. Yep. Like this isn't a benign question from Barbara Walters. Uh-huh. If she's asking you, she's expecting one of two things are about to happen. Uh-huh. You're either going to tell the truth because otherwise, option two is you're going to lie. Uh-huh. And she's going to call you out. Mm-hmm. And there's no amount of spin you're going to be able to do on this. Right. Because that was also part of her interview style is there's no spinning this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep bringing you back. I'm not going to give you a platform to defend yourself. Right. I am here 
Like the only defense you get is you tell the truth and you have a moment there. Mm -hmm. But she's still going to go through it. Right. All right, darling. Well, this is the end of the show. Unfortunately, our guest didn't show up. That's okay. I'll retitle the the, the videos here. Um, but it's been a great time. It has. And we do want to thank our Patreon sponsors. Um, so thank you very much for your support. Beverly Walker, Mika G, Kathy, Mary Winfield, Brenda Bryant, and of course, the Crystal Lotus Shop located at 89 Old Main Plaza in St. Albans, West Virginia. If you're in the area, make sure you stop in and check them out. If you'd like to learn more about the show or if you would like to become one of our Patreon sponsors, please visit us at PCSPNetwork.com. Yes, and guys, be safe. Wash your hands, wear your mask. If your governor is mm -hmm. not intelligent, you don't need someone to tell you to put on your mask. Absolutely. Be safe. Remember that you don't need to buy 40,000 things of toilet paper because I'm already hearing reports that you know, stores are empty again. And it's like, please, let's ask with some sense. But until then, be safe. Good night, y'all. Good night, Good John. Good night.